At the beginning of the universe, there was nothing. Shortly thereafter, a P.O. box was established. For those who know about the existence of this P.O. box, the directions are clear. Send your request along with a stamped, self-addressed return envelope and cross your fingers, or similar digits depending on your species anatomy, that your request is answered. You see, this P.O. box exists all the way until the end of the universe, which is where an elite team has set up camp. This group of independent contractors, known as Chaos, have a certain reputation to live up to. Anonymous work at any point in space and time, assuming you can pay their fee, and that the job seems like it'll be fun. everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Farflung, sci-fi roleplay after dark. That is the official title of the book. That is not me editorializing. I will be... Um, Dan, your... I, should, I should point out we are playing this during the day. Is that going to be okay for the recording? Oh, it's all in the mindscape. Okay, I just wanted to make <laughs> sure we weren't like violating the rules contract, like the TO, TOS of this game. Okay, sorry, continue. Sorry it's to time somewhere. Just, We're fine. We're fine. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to like... F- you know, have something it's come okay. down on us. Okay. Why are there? No, I, 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 hey. I have a writ from on high says this is this is fine. Okay. Why is there a series one thousand far flung branded killbot knocking at my door? Oh, you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> that was the grand finale. Oh well, they're early then. In that case, either that or this is very short. Hey Ben, can you ask them to wait outside until we're done? Yeah, c- could you like give us like two, maybe three hours? I'll, yeah, I'll come and get you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you want like a Pepsi or? No, oh no, we're, we're out of Sprite. Okay. Yeah, just, just take... Yeah, he's, he's going to sit and wait. Well, that's the circus. <laughs> I don't know. That's a stupid catchphrase. You can cut that part out. <laughs> I will not. I refuse. I'm keeping this bit in too. <laughs> if, we, if we had to deal with it, so does the audience. Sorry. Sorry, Dan. Please continue on with your introduction. Sorry. Sorry for derailing it so much. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, this is the level of respect that I will be receiving today as your master of ceremonies. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan Peck, and I will be running this game for my wonderful friends, uh, who I will be introducing right now. First, uh, let's start with Cho Kate Lay. Hello. Hello. How are you all doing this fine Saturday? Wonderful. Now, why don't you introduce who you will be playing in today's adventure? Yeah, so today I'm going to be the... Silent but deadly Sonic Thunderstone. They are a polymorph, kind of succubus-style gas entity. So instead of using English or speech to communicate with others, Sonic uses sense. So it's going to be such a joy to play scent charades with all of my fellow cast members today. This will be this will be fun. Excellent. And uh, you have a connection with one of the other characters. Uh, Michael, you have a just a wonderful character. Why don't you introduce who you are playing today and then explain your connection? Uh, hi, everybody. It's me, Michael. Uh, and today I get to play, which is always fun. Uh, so today I picked the uh, very cool character type of the Extinctioner, and I will be playing Kill Sphere, a sort of hovering ball of total chaos. I like to think of Kill Sphere as like a magic eight ball that's actually magic, 
Or, you know, you can think of Kill Sphere as, you know, they're they're like a deadly, uh, omniscient, you know, object of total destruction. But, you know, Kill Sphere, they've got a kill heart of kill gold. So th- I think that's important to remember. Michael, I did mean to ask, how large is Kill Sphere? Are we talking baseball, basketball? I think literally the size of like a Magic 8 ball. I imagine if, if you're imagining the prop, like if we were doing this as a TV show, I imagine because when I when we were coming up with this game, I was thinking of uh, Game of Rassilon 1.0 rules. So uh, BBC Prop Shop, Magic 8 Ball, uh, spray adhesive, tin foil, a uh, little bit of a black wash for you know flavor, and then that is the prop. That's the whole prop. Is the paint still wet as we are filming episode one? It, uh, it's got a gloss varnish, so you can't tell, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. It's, it's, Killsphere's a stinky fella. Well, Sphere. And uh, Killsphere's connection with Sonic. Would you like to explain that? Um, yeah, I think uh, Cho and I have agreed that it's a nebulous backstory that is sort of mysterious and seemingly very dark. But that is all you get. Cool. Yeah, no spoilers here, nerds. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I think. I think it's, we agree. It's really that easy it's, not to spoil stuff when you haven't written it. Exactly. <laughs> but but it goes with my my general storytelling aesthetic of uh, it's jazz. It's about the backstory you don't know. Yeah, um, Michael is, know, is William Riker to a T, like right down to the facial hair. <laughs> Uh, also, I've, I've seen Michael try to mount a chair, and uh, it's it's a sight to behold. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> and for the uh, people listening to this, uh, connections are ways that players can aid one another. Uh, we are playing a Powered by the Apocalypse system, so if you're familiar with any of those, uh, you'll be pretty familiar with the game that we are playing now. Moving on. Hello, Ben. Hello. Ben, please introduce who you are playing. Yes, my character- And yourself as well. Yes, my name is Ben, and I'm here to say I'm the rappingest rapper uh, in the uh, Tri County area. But I'm also Every the, goddamn uh, time. <laughs> uh, I'm also playing a a character of the class Simulacrum uh, or Hologram, if you like, uh, who is uh, named Chet Vagabond. Uh, Chet is a character from a god awful 21st century television series that was rebooted. Um, several centuries later as a series of hollow novels. Very cheesy, very kind of corny dialogue. Very, very deliberately kind of plays into a lot of like sci-fi tropes and kind of some Western tropes as well because there's some Western influence in the awful, awful show he originates from. And he uh, came with the ship. He was like an entertainment program that gained sentience uh, on a prior misadventure with the previous crew of this particular ship. Uh, who are all dead. It happens. That's his backstory. Okay, and last and certainly not least, Riley Silverman. Please unleash this character upon the unsuspecting world. Hello, I'm playing Ka Ren, and Ka Ren is the Lady of Ashes. She... Okay, it's gonna be easier to describe her in my own voice, <laughs> and then I'll get into character because it's like a, there's this is the playbook Lady of Ashes, or it's Lord of Ashes in the playbook, but I don't like that gender normative BS. So she's Lady of Ashes in mine, or I guess that's whatever. Anyway, um, so she was uh, the the, play, the the idea of the playbook is that she's a tyrant who conquered like 
star systems and planets, but it's been so long since that happened that her empire has like completely grown and fallen in that time period. So she she's like this immortal tyrant now. She's being kept alive by machines and technology, but machines technology could not keep her vast empire alive. And so now it's running on fumes and, you know, the universe is coming to an end and or is close to it. And now she's kind of just like bored and trying to figure out what she, what else she wants to do. Uh, and that is that is that is who the Ka her, and, and, and her name is Ka Ren. Ka is her title and Ren is her like surname. So or, or it's her name, actually, because her daughter is Ka Rol. So it's ennui at the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your character. Character has a connection with uh, Chet Vagabond. Would you like to yes. explain that? Well, back in my younger days, I did have the occasional tete-a-tete with heroes and rugged do-gooders who I vanquished all of them because they couldn't stand to Karen's power. But I miss them. I'm nostalgic for the old days when I had something to do. And Chet, you know, harmless as he is, reminds me of those dashing young types. So I like to spa with him once in a while. And and physically, Karen is basically, I'm imagining the like 70s and 80s sexploitation sci-fi films where women were like scantily clad in like metal, like metal costumes with like essentially like thigh-high stocking type outfits. But the idea is that like those are all the machines that are keeping her alive. And like it's like her exoskeleton essentially. So yeah. they all serve like a real a real practical function. But that's that's I just imagine her as that kind of like what a man writes as a woman but like doesn't understand like that's it's so that's exactly what's in my head it's like like cyber woman where it's like such a it's just an awkward fantasy of the of the guy directing the movie in the 80s and like <laughs> but I'm, I'm i'm reclaiming it and i'm making it her power just wonderful all right so now that we have introduced our cast of characters let's get to it Recently, while going through the P.O. box, one particular job caught your eye. While it is fairly common for applicants not to include their real name, location, or home time zone, this request was a complete mystery. The contact information had been spoofed thousands of times over, leaving no trace of who the client truly is, and the request itself was typed in courier font, the font that exists in every galaxy in the universe. The job itself is simple. Go to these space-time coordinates, acquire a thing, then wait for further instructions. The thing is required before proceeding, so failure is not an option. Should you successfully steal the thing, then complete the rest of the mission, you are to be rewarded with untold riches and glory. And that was it. No information as to what the thing you're supposed to acquire is or what it even looks like. All you know is that this is the only place in time where this thing will be obtainable. For most crews, this sounds like an impossible task, but you aren't most crews. You're chaos, and you're already on your way. You've arrived at a small planet in the absolute middle of nowhere called Fuffy Flint's Gulch, named after legendary interstellar prospector Flinkus Fuffy Flint. This wholly unremarkable planet is covered by an orange, rocky desert. It's hot, but not unbearably so. There is a smattering of blue brush and vegetation dotting the landscape, where a few deer-like creatures with ten legs graze. The planet has several simple life forms, but no sentience. Initial scans on the planet detected a small grouping of humanoids in a valley. You've set down your ship, the Fortis, 
several kilometers away and have decided to cover the distance on foot as to not spoil the element of surprise. According to your scans and the smell of a campfire, the humanoids should be just over the next ridge and the timing couldn't be better. The red sun has begun to set. So, there you have it. Acquire a thing. Uh, do we have any, is there anything uh, indicating a, a specific direction that we should be heading in or are we just kind of heading out to see what's out there? You're basically following the only life signs on okay. the planet that would be of uh, of sentient creatures. Um, okay. There's no one else on this planet. It is pretty much deserted. So you're pretty certain this is who you're looking for. Well, let's go see what they can offer me. <laughs> Unless anybody else has a better idea. And then she, like, gives a look. Like, how, like, anyone want to say they have a better idea than the cop? (laughs) Smelly one, I forgot your name. Can you just, like, waft into that camp and just drift around without them noticing? Is that a thing that you can do? Um, so Sonic originally starts smelling like weak old garbage around Karen from the indignancy of forgetting their name. And then they switch to a, a more pleasant, neutral scent, probably like beach, right about uh, low tide as, as, a, as a maybe sort of hint towards Karen as an answer to their que- her question. Well, then I guess it's worth a try, unless the rest of you have a equally suitable plan or a less effective plan that's less dangerous. Chet Vagabond uh, uh, looks at the group and says, uh, no, if, uh, if the, the, the wafting scent of my hand sanitizer wants to head out there, then I'm A-OK with that. Sonic just hovers around Chet with the scent of dung. Just <laughs> not, that, that, not, that, that, oh, not oh, happy. Oh, God. Oh, that, that is... Uh, that is none too pleasant. And then Did you put gently... on body spray again today? It's a, it's a real shame, too, because the smell before smelled just like my shower gel. Sonic just hovers around Chet's head for a little bit before This is This is the worst experience of my in, life. In, in the, the general direction of the... Oh, my God. You said cavern? Uh, it's a, uh, it's or, sort of like a, almost like a ravine. A ravine, uh, yeah, yeah, a trench. Uh, yeah, okay, so... Uh, it's yeah. hard to know what a gulch is if the whole <laughs> planet is a gulch. So we don't really have a way of... It's like calling something lake when there's no water. Well, according to the ship data banks that I have access to, a gulch is a 99 cent soda available for most convenience stores in the continental United States. <laughs> you can get a big gulch, you can get a mega gulch. There's a little bit of corruption there, but I think I've pretty much got it down. Oh my god. All right, uh, Cho, why don't you give me a shapeshifter roll if you're going yeah, to try uh, to if you're going to try to sneak uh, sneak a peek as to what's over the ridge. So, um, what you do is is you will ante one of your time points. Uh, for okay. people listening, normally in Farflung you have future points and history points, um, which are two different pools, but we're going to simplify this just for the audio medium and combine them into time points. So, uh, Cho, you will ante one of your time points and you will roll plus strange. It's 2d6 and then add your strange to the roll, please. Alrighty, so for everyone at home, my time points was at five, so now it's at four because we just took one of them away and then we're going to add strange which is only plus one for me to 2d6 rolls so let's see what we got oh boy okay all right 
So four, two, that's six plus one is seven. Um, okay, so on a seven, you get to uh, keep your anteed point. Um, cool. And the next, uh, now unfortunately you didn't fully uh, break your form, but the next time you do attempt to do either mimicry or shapeshift, you will have an additional plus three. So um, you attempt to take sort of a nondescript gaseous form, but you kind of can't fully shake your uh, chosen construct. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like when you're... Um, it, it's, 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 a, it's invisible, really. It's just a gas bubble, really, that is hanging around people. So just a blob. So okay. the choice is a blob. So I guess the blob is staying. Okay, so I, I will say that you, um, you are far high up enough on this ridge that um, even though you didn't quite get your shapeshifting done, you can see down into the area. It's like a sunken, almost like a basin area. Okay. Uh, it's fairly large, and in the middle is a campfire with uh, five humanoids, uh, as far as you can tell, in the area, and a couple of uh, tents set up, um, a couple of supply crates, um, but it does just seem that there's a sort of an unsuspecting camp in the middle of this lowered area. Okay, great. Uh, perfect. So Sonic observes all of this as you have described and floats back to Karen and starts smelling like a large campfire because that's a scent that uh, they can mimic and then starts uh, smelling like a crowd of people to give the explanation of a larger group of um, individuals and interchange between that and the campfire to try to do smell charades with Karen. So we'll, we'll see if Karen is picking up what Sonic is dropping down. Yeah, actually, Karen, why don't you give me an up roll? Um, the up trait is for working with your mind. It's almost like the wisdom trait. Um, so this is your deducing what uh, Sonic is trying to relate to you. Well, I only rolled a five on my up trait because I don't have the time to be bothered by peasants and their smells. Okay, uh, so with a five, you don't quite understand the message that uh, Sonic is relaying to you. And maybe you're even a little frustrated. No, I'm not. I just don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sonic starts smelling more like a wildfire and floats on over to the Killbot instead because they have past history to see if the Killbot can explain to everyone else what is going on. I think as soon as Sonic left to go check out the camp, Karin, like, forgot about them entirely and, like... <laughs> Like, just got focused on whatever else she was thinking about. And then when you came back smelling, like, the camp, she was, like, like just, like, oh, it smells weird here. And, like, didn't have any awareness of it. Yes, I love that. That That's exactly kind of what I was hoping Sonic was going to be like. Because because they're just gaseous air. So, to, to many humanoids, it would be non-existent. So do you have at all a physical form? Like I thought, I thought that was like a, like a gaseous form that we could yeah, see. Yeah, it's it's kind of a blob. It, it's almost like a, a Rorschach test that is always constantly moving, but one blob instead of multi blobs. Gotcha. I would say. And then like, yeah, I know I'm the GM, but I'm just questioning because based on the notes we had, it sounds no, like your course. your your standard smell when you're not trying to change it is mulled apple cider. Is that still correct? Yeah, I would say that that's probably the the warm smell. So, so that's what Sonic starts smelling like when they float over towards the Killbot to 
let the killbot know that they're they're they are present. Your kill sphere um, continues hovering ominously, uh, and then just notes multiple targets detected at campfire. Initiate mass elimination mode? Question mark. Whoa, whoa, let's uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Sonic sets off firework smells. <laughs> we have to question them before we slaughter them. Interrogation mode activated. Good sphere. I like I like you. You follow commands. I, I have a proposal. I say what isn't the handsomest, most charming of the group just mosey on into the camp there and just uh, say howdy-do. Well, I don't think handsome is a term that I would use for myself, but I appreciate the compliments. I, I suppose I could walk in there, but, you know, why lead with your big gun? Why don't we send, I don't know, the hero? How about that instead? I, uh, Chat mode activated. <laughs> I can see you're uh, finally picking up what I'm putting down. Took you a little while to walk there, but uh, appreciate the style. And then Chet's just going to start walking uh, towards the ridge to walk over to the camp. I don't, I don't walk anywhere. My exosuit carries me where I need to go. <laughs> Amazing. That is walking! <laughs> I mean, the same is true of humans. I think, I, think, I, think, I think she thinks of her suit as like a litter that carries her places, even though it's just like a machine. Mm. But yeah. Her shoes have like little tiny feet on them, like little millipedes. <laughs> and like they I, carry I kind them. of imagine that she hovers where she goes. Like I think it's almost like a, a like the machine pushes her around and stuff like that. We have like Amazing. one normal person on this team and he's a hologram cowboy. <laughs> So we have no normal people on this team. I also want to stress, because they are a light projection, is also technically hovering, like no footprints left behind, you know? Wow. Okay. Who needs walking? It's the future. All right, so Chet, you're gonna uh, you're gonna yeah. head down. I will yeah, say, uh, I think that I think that Karen does walk, but I think it's the machine doing the movement. I don't think she's actually like flexing yeah. her own muscles. I think it's like the machine is walking her. It's like, a, yeah. Perfect yeah, team. I think when Chet walks, it's like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon where even though they're walking forward at a particular rate, like their feet very clearly aren't staying in the same place when they lift it. <laughs> Amazing. It's I it's a very that. uncanny valley effect. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, what does Chet see when uh, when uh, what do I see when I, I peer my head over the ridge and just I'm I'm not even stopping to look. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, but what am I looking at? Go ahead and make an up roll for me, please. Up. Can I can I do an up dog roll? Instead? I'm not falling for it, you energy vampire, you. <laughs> I'll get you one of these days, Daniel Peckington the third. All right, so uh, I rolled, my up is plus two, and I rolled an 11 on the dice, so that is That's very 13 good. total. Do I have to spend, I don't have to spend points for that, right? No, not at all. No, that's cool, just cool, a cool. standard stat roll. Uh, no, that's great. So, yeah, as you're coming, uh, you clearly see that there are five people uh, in at this campfire. Um, they are laughing, they are drinking, one of them is playing an instrument, someone else is singing poorly. But the most important thing you notice is, is that your team could probably take them. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm literally going on the charm offensive. I'm, uh, I'm just gonna walk and go, hello, buddies, comrades, fellow campers. Room for one more at the fire? Immediately, all five of them stop there revelry and all pull out blasters and point them at you. Chet puts his hands up, not in a kind of, oh, don't shoot kind of way, but in a, like, trying to, like, calm the room kind of way and says, whoa, whoa, there's no need for hostilities. We're all friends here. I hope. 
I don't know. State your business, stranger. My bill, well, I'm uh, kind of a freelancer, if you will, but uh, I'm just uh, checking out the sights and sounds and, yes, the smells of, of the gulch. Yeah, there, there ain't nobody else on this planet, or, or there's not supposed to be, so, uh, what's the real there, at reason? Least, I have good news for you, friend. There still isn't more people. <laughs> I'm very not real. Go ahead so, and make a so, charm. Make a charm yeah, roll for me, please. I want to make a charm roll. Good, good thing I have uh, plus one on my charm. I rolled uh, thirteen again. I rolled two sixes. For whatever reason, your your demeanor is so calming. It's like, uh, all right. So, I, 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 are you lost? Uh, what, 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 why are you here? You no, no one's supposed to be here. I mean, everyone, put 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 your, put your weapons down. And the leader instructs the the other bandits to you know sort of at ease be like uh, uh, all, all right uh, come 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 here but but don't try anything funny i promise you i couldn't be funny if i tried uh, i oh, see one of you has an oh, instrument you, can you, oh, uh, you you've charmed me so much oh <laughs> do uh any of you happen to know wonderwall oh uh, is that a planet yes wonderwall it's a pleasure planet off the Edge of the galaxy. I actually, I just had a little question if there's not supposed to be anyone here. What are you fine chums doing here today? Well, I mean, that's, that's our business. Quite literally, we're, we're, we're conducting business. There, there wasn't supposed to be any prying eyes here. You, you haven't been sent by the buyer, have you? No, I'm uh, strictly on a selling mood. Mode? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just here to, I'm just here to have fun and... Make friends, and I'm all out of fun. What is your name, friend? Oh, uh, my name is, uh, uh Heratophilus the Uneven. I'm assuming that's referring to the shape of your haircut. Well, uh, no, it's, it's more about my, my disposition. Oh, uh, well, you w see... Wild mood swings! Well, I have to say you're, uh, I'm, I'm swinging with your mood right now, friend. You know what? I got a good feeling about it. You say you're selling things? What, what are you selling? Are you a traveling salesman? Is that it? My friend, I sell peace of mind. Uh, that, that sounds like a lot of holistic garbage. Well, I am a hologram, so I've make some sense. There wasn't supposed to be any, any prying eyes, but th there's something about you. Yeah. What'd you say well, your name I, was? These eyes don't pry. They're not even real. I'm, I'd love to know more about your business. Perhaps it's something we could uh, get involved in together. Hmm. Mm. Make a... Hmm. Let's see. Make a charm roll. Make like a tree. Okay, uh, charm is plus one. I rolled six, seven, eight, nine total. Okay, that's a mixed success. Uh, cool. We're gonna come back to that. Uh, okay. The, the other three on 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 the on the ridge. Have you been observing this? What what have what have you three been up to? I don't think I don't think uh, Karin has. I think Karin has like forgotten what they're doing because she just doesn't. It's not, it's not it's not like it's not focusing on her. So she's kind of like just doing her own thing. I think that. She maybe checked in with Carl, who was probably on the ship. Um, oh, also, I decided I said Carl was her daughter. I think she thinks Carl's her daughter, but I think Carl's actually like a much later descendant of her daughter because her her family's always waiting for her to die so they can inherit the kingdom, but <laughs> she never dies. So she just has these generations and generations of like descendants. But there's been so many. It's like when your grandma can't remember the name of which grandkid you are. She just calls them all like, and maybe her name's not even Carl, but she just forgets. So she calls her Carol. Like anyway, amazing. Um, yes. So I think she's been checking in with her on the ship. 
and she's like giving her I think I think when they, when if we, if we cut back to our group she's like giving Carl like I keep saying it it sounds like I'm saying Carl is her name it's supposed to be Carol like Car- Carol she's just like doing the like over controlling mother thing of like going it's straight Scott this it's just your manners are unforgivably horrible and make sure that you're just just and she's like just like lecturing her on everything <laughs> like her posture she can't even see her, but she's like, I just know, I can just tell, <laughs> I can tell by your voice that you are not sitting up straight. And it's just, you're a member of the royal family. You just need to be more <laughs> focused. I'm sorry, what were we doing again? She says, she looks over at Kill Sphere. Killy, what are we doing? I would say during this, uh, Sonic has been complaining about Karen to the Kill Sphere. Just by flashing in between, like, the scent of Karen and trash or rotting flesh or a swamp. Just just showing their distaste for Karen. Uh, and Killsphere, uh, sort of the surface of, uh, the, sort of the tinfoily surface kind of bristles and shifts. Uh, and Killsphere just states, Standard chat mode time has elapsed. And Killsphere will descend down over the ridge. Well, I guess we're going. <laughs> as as you because Ben had gotten a mixed success on their last roll, uh, Haratorphus the uneven was warming up to Chet, this stranger who doesn't even fully exist, but is on this planet for some reason. But sees a glimmer off of an approaching sphere in the distance and pulls their gun and points it at Chet. It's like. All right, I, I, I knew there was something wrong with you. State your business right now. I'm going to pump you full of lasers. B- business? What? Oh, oh, that. Oh, that are coming over the ridge. No, that's, uh, that's my holographic projection unit. I can't exist without it. <laughs> the, 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 the camp, the people in the camp look at one another. They're like, is that how it works? What, what, we, I, I don't know. And, and I think at this point, Killsphere, you have, you have made it to camp. And, and at this point, you probably have seen Karin coming over the ridge, too, because she was following them. So <laughs> now there's, like, this woman who's, like, this regal. I think she definitely has a cape. Sorry, Edna, but she definitely has a cape. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's my service engineer. How dare. Uh, I think Killsphere is just going to float straight through chat uh, and move towards Hieronymus Bosch or whatever his name is. Um, Heratorphus the Uneven, uh, which was a name submitted by listener Bob Phillips. Heratorphus the Uneven. I'm going to respect it way more now that I know that it's a, a listener uh, <laughs> submission. Um, no one respects you, Dan. <laughs> Look at the I surprise just, on my face. The Hieronymus Bosch joke was there. I had to make it. Uh, I'm here to, to flummox anyone attempting to subtitle the show. Um, it's sort of my job. Koyan Eskazi, I did it again. Um, okay, so <laughs> Killsphere floats towards uh, uh, Hieronymus. Um, we are here for item. Surrender item. Oh, you're here for the item, huh? Yeah, do you have the thing? We just want the thing, and then we can let you live. I mean, if you give us the thing. Friends, I got some bad news for you. I may have been lying. Just a scope. What? No! <laughs> no! You were lying to me? I'm afraid it's true. Uh, oh, need- oh, that's not going to stand. And uh, they they all point their their weapons at you. So uh, we are in a we are in a conflict, okay. folks. Cool. cool. Fine. Uh, so yeah, you're all just sort of in the open. You know, theater of the mind. This 
you, you've, you've come down the ridge, you're in this big open area, so do with that as you will. There's no good way to determine uh, attack order, so uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> well, I was gonna say, since Sonic is a gas, they're gonna start spreading around to these new individuals and smelling like sulfur to, to like test out to see what sort of noxious gases will work on these humanoids, because they're not human, so can't can't go with CO2 or something like that right off the bat. Okay, so you want to um, sort of infiltrate almost their... distract yeah, almost distract them with your with your stink? It's a misdirection. A misdirection, okay. I'm gonna call this an assault move even though you're not gonna be doing any actual harm, so why don't you roll plus strange, please? Alrighty. Uh oh, that's not good. What'd you get? Hey, well, I rolled, I rolled a snake eye, and then I rolled a six. And then it's a plus one, so you've got a total of eight. Um, okay, that is a mixed success, which is good, not great. Um, <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you, you are able to turn into this stanky cloud, and uh, each of the bandits, through whatever hole their species will smell through, they just get this absolute unpleasantness. <laughs> And uh, I will say that the next person to make uh, any sort of attack on them will gain a plus three advantage. Haha, I have your oral factory senses in my little gaseous face. <laughs> All right, so that's Sonic's move. Uh, who would like to go next? Uh, may I? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, Killsphere should be the one to get Sonic's boost. Okay, yeah. Sonic I'm, boost. I'm gonna do a bum, unique bum, bum, move. Bum, 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 <laughs> Sonic Boost! Love it. Um, I'm going to do a, a unique move to the Extinctioner called Destruction. Okay. I have no idea how this works, so what do I do? Okay, so uh, you will ante one of your time points, and then you will roll plus top. Okay. Is that 2d6? It's always 2d6, yes. All right. Hey, all right, so I've got... Okay, so I got a 10. Okay, great. That is a well, success. How, how, sorry, uh, I, I did say you do one time point, but it is actually up to you to determine if you had wanted to do more. Um, I, I will say going forward, we'll do that. But uh, because you had done one time point, you now have one destruction point. So you now have uh, the trait, we'll call it, of destruction. So uh, the next time you wish to make a destruction move, you will have access to uh, greater kill abilities. Excellent. Uh, can I just make a destruction move against... I have roll plus destruction versus a group of strong targets. Uh, we'll come back to you because okay. that does count as your as, as your turn action. Cool. Okay. So what everybody in the crowd sees is um, Kill Sphere does that sort of cool bristling thing again, and then uh, needles just come out across the entire surface of Kill Sphere. Dig it. Uh, and uh, you just hear uh, maximum elimination activated. Remember, we need one alive to quest. And then, like, half of the needles go back in <laughs> uh, and kill Sphere. <laughs> Actually, that, yeah, that'll be the button. You just the needles are at half-mast. <laughs> Look, it's a personal problem for Kill Sphere, and I think it's okay to point it out and make fun of it. It happens to lots of Kill Spheres. <laughs> this is a perfectly normal Kill Sphere. I, I think I know what Chet is going to do next, but I also think that it's probably a time for the... The campus to do something, right? 
Because they haven't done anything yet. No, they what they do is they react depending on your successes oh, or fails. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. I remember how this works. Okay, so um, Chet has the advantage of looking competent with a firearm and the severe disadvantage of not having any physical substance and therefore not having an actual firearm. So Chet's just going to pull out uh, his sci-fi western pistol and do some like cool gun tricks and then point it at whoever he decides the leader is knowing full well that he and the gun are not real but hoping that uh the leader of the camp is not smart enough to have put those things together for the sake of actual combat i will say that you are a hard light hologram and if okay. you do make an attack they will feel it <laughs> okay in that case um in that case this gonna be a long game for ben if they can't do anything <laughs> i was gonna say we, we can't have somebody who like somebody can't talk somebody can't touch this isn't gonna work we have to start we can't we're a whole series of moffat come villains. on <laughs> It's an audio podcast. We have to work together All here. Right. Come on. I'll be hard. I'll be hard. I, I, th- I thought the soft light would be funnier and more interesting. I'll go with hard no, light. It, sure. it absolutely is, but I want you to be able to do cool things. Sure. Um, it's I great for cool four or five seasons, and then you have to upgrade Rimmer to a hard light. Wait, sorry. Different yeah. show. Never mind. Um, different show. Although one of the suggested sample names for the simulacrum is Arnold. So anyway, um, did you know that there's a Red Dwarf role-playing game? Fun fact. Um, I'm... It's been over a year. It's we been over a it. year. We did it. 2022. Off to a good start. Um, I'm going to pull out my gun, do some cool gun spinnies with my hand, and then I'm going to shoot Hieronymus uh, Clump in the lay- in the shin. Okay. Uh, so because this is an assault move, you will get that plus three okay. that uh, Sonic uh, unlocked because Killsphere did not do an assault okay. move. So go ahead and roll plus um, Strange with an additional uh, plus three. Okay. What is my weapons tier? Your weapons tier is weak. Cool. Uh, the way the way it works for the listeners is uh, there aren't proper hit points for challenges or anything like that. There are tiers. There is weak, strong, grand, and grander. Uh, and basically, if you're of an even tier, you have a chance of doing uh, damage. If you're trying to do of a higher tier, it's a much lower chance. Okay. Um, well, I have a negative two on my strange. So um, thanks to Sonic, I have a plus one on this roll. All right. I rolled a four plus one five. That's not good. No, that is not. In in fact, uh, yeah, your shot, even though you were right, the absolute closest uh, being to this leader, your shot misses by an absolute mile. And uh, 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 Haratorphus the Uneven just looks at you and goes, you can't be this bad. And... uh, he 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 pops you right in the in the holographic face with the with the with the with the butt of his weapon, and you are going to take three to your doing. Three to my doing. Oh dear. Oh no. Says I. Uh, again, for listeners. Well, not again, because I haven't explained it yet. For the listeners, there are uh, three types of health. There's doing, feeling, and thinking. It's physical, self-esteem, and mental damage. Uh, so yeah, that that that's a big that's a big hit to the face. I just noticed okay. that my stats are six six six, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> Because I'm a big, I'm a big Blossom fan, and I think Six is a great character. <laughs> so I think for uh, for Karen's move, I think she fell asleep because she was bored. But I think that her armor is designed to automatically react to hostile situations. So even though Karen herself is asleep, the armor kicks into gear, and like she like her like arms pop up, and both arms turn into like like swords. 
and she just goes into action. So I'm just gonna like roll for her attacking, but I think she's attacking like the mob as opposed to like one individual person. So I'll roll and let you decide as the GM, like what the effect is based on her role. Does that sound good? Yes. All right, and it Let's says- see how we'll, we'll see how we'll figure this out. Well, roll plus strange, and I'll let you decide. Like, I don't know who I'm rolling against specifically. Sure. So, but it says, um, so if you want to say it's the closest one to me for now, that's fine. I think, but I think her thing is just like, it's like autom- it's like an, an automatic response system at this point. It does say that if your weapons are fancier than your opponent's armor, you may get plus one or more. Would you say that this, that her like, exoskeleton suit is more advanced than what the people at this campfire have on, or would you say that's not? Oh, something? without a doubt, okay. yeah. Okay, and then you said we get a plus one as well to our weapons, right? Uh, no, your weapons all have uh, the weak trait. It just means that uh, they are effective against weak-tiered enemies or challenges. Okay. You do not know the tiers or challenges of, of any of these folk. That's by design. Okay, so I do not have any... Uh, Strange, so this is going to be a straight roll plus one for the advancement. Okay. Oh, but I rolled very well. I rolled I rolled an 11 plus one, so I rolled a 12. I rolled a six and a five plus one. Nice. Okay, great. Uh, roll roll me one, one of your d6, please. Uh, that was a one. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, with, uh, with your exceptional roll, you hit one of the uh, other bandits, you just catch a perfectly clean shot of this one, and uh, he's incapacitated. Okay. So so you didn't hit, I, the, the obviously that D6 was to see how many people you hit. So you hit one, but you, you disabled one of them. Okay, and it says I, I get to choose the react, the response to my hit now for a solid hit. So basically, basically, it gives me the option of exposing myself but getting a better attack or mm. protecting myself and getting an attack. So based on what you just said, I think I'll take the first one, which is I move into range, I score the hit, and then my I think my suit automatically shifts back into a defensive stance so that I'm not exposed. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're sort of generating your own cover. Yeah, as Anyone. opposed to I could I could have otherwise chosen to take three forward and then be exposed, but I think that her suit is designed to not do that, like unless she chooses to, and she's asleep. So yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, with with that commanding swing, you uh, you knock out one of one of the other bandits. Yeah, I think I the, think physically she is still like a hot twenty year old like sexploitation actress, but mentally she's like. 80 like she's like someone who's like 800 years old so her brain is like an old lady's but she's she's still young and hot for uh for like so like they get the men to watch the movie so yeah and and, Uh, and the the lesbians obviously yes uh yeah so uh the the, the remaining bandits and and bisexuals uh, are also welcome to watch if they want they're not thank you (laughs) jeez really anyone can watch i'm just saying like we're really here for the sphere enthusiasts sorry dan go on so the uh, I, I love you guys so much. The uh, the other bandits uh, see uh, the, this one drop to the ground, and and one of them goes, "Oh no, dear Roop!" And uh, and the the remaining four are gonna take cover now. So uh, they're gonna be a little harder to hit for the next round. So uh, yeah, we're we're back. Uh, it's a new round of combat. Uh, again, it's sort of a free for all as to who wants to go. So just uh, you know, raise your hand or whatever. <laughs> Why don't we just go in the order we just went? Sure. Great. Uh, so that means uh, that works Sonic. For me. Yes, yes. Back to me. We have one incapacitated out of the Correct. five. Yes. Oh, we gotta work harder here. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the noxious gas of 
carbon dioxide because they're humanoid-ish and we know that humans can get easily poisoned and pass out by carbon dioxide, folks. That's dioxide, not monoxide. But also bad. Both are bad. Yeah, both are bad. But, but you know, one you produce, the other one you, you shouldn't inhale because it's the back of a car. Yeah. So, so <laughs> using... Scientific deduction. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get gaseous with some carbon dioxide. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have this be an assault roll. Uh, so roll plus strange, and uh, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a plus one because you are you're on an oxygen rich planet. So it does make sense that the people who are able to inhabit it might have an aversion to it. So I'm gonna give you a bonus for uh, for critical thinking. But if one of them's Sheesh. a tree, we are screwed. Oh, uh, yeah, they just grow double in size. Then, then, oh, man, I just really messed this up for the whole troop, didn't I? Oh, why do I keep rolling snake eyes? Anyways, it's it's a yeah, it's a yeah. Nine. Sorry, math. Wow, that took way too long. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so that's a glancing hit again. So. Uh, Either you can grant a plus three forward like you did last time, mm-hmm. or you can cause a hit that's one tier lower than your weapon. Uh, you, your weapon is yourself, uh, and it is a weak. You can't go lower than a weak, so you could either score a weak hit, or you can grant a plus three to whoever's next. You know what? Let's let's do the plus three, because a, a weakened weak hit sounds... Weak. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of the uh, one of one of the uh, the the uh, bandits who is behind cover. Uh, you you float into his nasal cavities and you, uh, uh, and he actually stands up, so he's not going to be in cover anymore, and that will be the reflecting of the plus three going forward. Ah, oh yes, yes. Choke, my yes. little humanoids. Choke. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Who was Killsphere second in the order? Affirmative. All right, Killsphere, you're up. So I'm going to roll plus destruction versus a group of strong targets. I get the plus three from the gaseous person, yes? Uh, yes, I will say, because you are definitely attacking. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you will roll uh, plus destruction. Excellent. So I rolled, I rolled over a seven. Well, I, I rolled a seven. I have the plus one, then I have the plus three, so that's 11. So I get to do a cool thing, which is if you roll seven plus, all targets are destroyed. Describe the carnage in detail, <laughs> because I'm doing a destruction thing. So Killsphere is is in Heratorphus's, like line of view, and then suddenly Killsphere is directly in front of uh, Heratorphus, like nose to nose, except Killsphere's a sphere. And then Killsphere rises into the air in front of uh, Hyratorophus and starts firing one needle per other bandit. And as each of these needles goes into the bandit, all biological material of the bandit turns to powder and crumbles. So Hyratorophus watches all of these, these bandits, his friends, these people he spent years with, turn to ash and dust in front of him. And then Killsphere lowers back down to eye view with Hyratorophus and just says, Surrender, thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hyratorophus, the uneven, looks devastated, mortified, (laughs) his face falling that on any species you would just see fear. All right, I surrender. I surrender. I I, I, I surrender. He throws his gun to the ground. He's like, please don't. Please don't death needle me. You, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Correction, kill needle. 
Sorry, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry. Don't, don't kill Needle me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, and then, to your surprise, uh, one of the bandits does stand up. Hey, wait a second. What? No, 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 no. He, <laughs> but he, he does throw down his weapon. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, please, uh, please, uh, please don't kill me either. It's all right. It's all right, Portal Bob. Portal Bob. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to give these people whatever they want. And uh, Haratorphus makes his way over to Portal Bob, and they, they just sit on the dirt. Like, all right. Okay. What, what, what do you want? Thing. Okay, you, you're gonna have to be a, 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 a bit more, more, more specific. We we have a lot of things. Chet walks over and uh, like pats down, not pats down in like the sense of searching for an item, but like walks over to Portal Bob and just starts like dusting off his shoulders and just like trying to tidy him up a little bit because he's he, he's he's been in a panic. So he's like straightening his jacket and when just, you when you go to do that, uh, Portal uh, Bob, his entire body turns sort of um, like the inky void of space and you can see distant starlight in him and then a second portal bob appears a little ways down so when you go to pat him down your hands actually go through portal bob's body and come out the other portal bob uh and and chet says well that's a thing and and portal bob very very gingerly takes your hands and removes them from his body and he's like that, that that's how i avoided the, the death needle I'm, I'm sorry the kill needle i'm sorry please don't kill needle me and he, he he turns off his his power and he just is like throws himself to the ground i'm sorry i, I just didn't want to die it's, it's all right portal bob it's all right it's, this, <laughs> this is portal bob it's because his name's bob and he turns into a portal i'm sorry you just you just mutilated our friends correction i have killed your friends yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Look, I, I, I think I think I know what you're here for. Let let me go get it. I won't try anything funny. I promise. And you don't even need to roll. Like he's not lying to you. He is just absolutely terrified. <laughs> and he, Haritorphus uh, uh, the uneven, who is more uneven now than he's probably <laughs> ever been in his entire life, uh, goes into uh, his tent, and he comes back out, and he's holding. A square box um, about the size. Well, I have a post-it, so I'm going to use a, about a post-it <laughs> uh, size. It, 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 it size. He goes. I, I, I think this is what you're looking for. This is what the buyer is here to collect from us. So he, 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 it's yours. But if I could propose that maybe we still go through with the sale, we'll just split the profits. How, how does that sound? Uh, Chet looks at the rest of the group for for cues to see how, to kind of get a, a a sense of how everyone's feeling in this particular moment. Karen's suit nudges her awake, <laughs> and she goes, "Feels like you're already defeated. So, what if we just kept it, and your share of the profits was you get to live in service of the great Karen Empire?" Okay, a counter-proposal. What if you let us live and I'll give you something else? And uh, he goes over to one of the crates uh, that's next to the tent and he, uh, he kicks it open and inside is a really nice-looking laser rifle. Like, this thing is crisp. Uh, so much so that you all know that this is a strong weapon. Like, I'll tell you what, you let me live, you let Portal Bob live, we split the profits. 
you get this nice shiny gun. Sonic starts smelling like fresh cut grass uh, for, for how fresh that weapon is. Freshy fresh. So nice. In Killsphere's mind, they just enjoy the scent of a thousand blades of grass screaming as they're slashed to ribbons. <laughs> Karen Ka- remembers the worlds that she has burned and the, the, the grass that once <laughs> spread across their planets that are no longer there. Ah, this is the kind of chaos I love. Chet Vagabond says, I've got a counter counter proposal for you. What if uh, we take the gun? We take the thing, and you take off, and you... I Listen, hey, I'll do my part to stop Karen and Killsphere from slicing your ribbons, and you get to talk about this tomorrow. Oh, I, I don't mind if you live. I just want you to kneel. I think this guy's name is Hieronymus something or other. I don't think his name is Neil at all. Uh, Heratorphus, he, he's, I'll pledge my life to your, your service, your liege, your, your whatever, uh, just... Again, living top of my to-do list. Okay. Uh, I will put it in my notes that uh, Heratorphus the Uneven is now a servant of the Carbon Empire, and you may be called upon to serve me when needed. And right uh, now, I would like you to serve me by giving us the gun and the thing and leaving with your lives. Yeah, Maybe you, 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 could drive. Go, you could go through your friend Portal Bob here if it makes you get away faster. I don't care. Just no longer in my sight. Yeah, you 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 you, you drive a, a a hard bargain, but yeah, I don't know. Your appetite. life feels like a pretty cheap thing to not give away, in my opinion. So yeah, you have convinced him and horrified them beyond reason. Uh, they are now followers of yours, but also you now have a nice, shiny, uh, strong weapon uh, for whomever would like to use it, and uh, you do have this box. What do you do? Any objections if I take the weapon? Just strap it to my back, if everyone's okay with that. I have no hands, so I have no problems. I'm a sphere. Go for it. Yeah, that's fine. All right. And then there's the thing. As you go to open the box, suddenly there are loud sounds coming from everywhere. And it was getting dark before, but now it is absolutely blackout. Uh, Not because the sun has fully gone down, but because massive skyscraper-sized dropships appearing from orbit slam into the planet's surface, surrounding the entire valley. Doors on the dropship open and outpour hundreds of soldiers clad in ridiculously bulky and probably incredibly expensive battle suits. Most of the soldiers brandish rifles, while some wield weapons that look like they were designed by prepubescent children doodling in the margins of their school notebooks. Lances with chainsaws on the end, shoulder cannons the size of small land vehicles. You think you even spotted what could only be described as a bazooka that shoots sharks that got turned into missiles. (laughs) These are my kind of guys. A much smaller and luxurious ship lands right in front of you and the ramp lowers, revealing a tall, sickly gray-colored humanoid. He walks down the ramp with such disdain on his face, you're not sure if he's a snob or if his species is born with sticks up their butt. I am the buyer. Deliver the item immediately and you shall walk away with your payment and possibly your lives. So you are now surrounded completely by an army. What do you do? I, I think at this point, 
Karen's radio squawks and you hear like a teenage girl go, Hey, Grandma, Karen, I just wanted to let you know that there's like some ships coming. Like, she just now noticed it and reported it. Because <laughs> she was supposed to be keeping lookout on the ship. So I love the idea that, like, after everything's happening, she's like, Hey, by the way. Um, yes. Like, okay, I was making videos on Space Talk, and I forgot. <laughs> yes. I forgot. So yes. letting you know that's happening now. So you are so rounded, and, and, and this, this, this finicky creature is demanding the item. Uh, Chet calls out, Greetings, friend! I don't suppose you left a instruction in a P.O. box at the dawn of time, did you? I, I, I do not concern myself with such things. I am here to serve my master, and my master desires that. Is your master by chance Karin of the Karin Empire? Because if so, then you, success, you're already done. You can go home <laughs> and have a vacation. And by vacation, I mean train harder to do your job better. I, I have you should have been heard. never... I have never heard of the Karen Empire. It must be one of those small arts upstart empires that aren't important. How Mistakes dare you? Made. How dare you? Mistake detected. When, when you say, how dare you, like, all these ridiculous space marines, uh, they, they, they raise their rifles a, a little sharper uh, towards, towards you. I'm still a tyrant. It's the empires that got small. <laughs> sorry, Dan. I'll, 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 let, I'll let you do your, your wrap up. I'm sorry. It's, no, you keep setting me, no, you keep setting no, me up I, for like my exact character. I'm doing that on purpose because I want more of your character. <laughs> She's a gem. I love her. Um, yeah. In and out of character. Uh, uh, so there's a move in the common moves called Observe the Obvious. Can Killsphere like scan the box to try and determine what it is because Killsphere is an ancient being of impossible, unknowable knowledge. So you, know, you actually can't because something is blocking you right now. Oh, I don't like that. Don't Again, like though, Killsphere—it's—it's it's common. It happens to lots of spheres, and don't let it—don't yeah, don't let it reflect mm. upon you as a, as a sphere. It's like—it's like it's okay. Like don't lots don't of be ashamed. Experience blocks. Yeah. So yeah, the the uh, the buyer—you uh, you can see on on his face that he's. He's not used to being told no. So he takes one step closer to all of you and says, it's a simple request. Give me what I've asked for and you will be paid handsomely as promised. Don't give me what I asked for and you die. Uh, here's another request. How about you kneel before me and then you get to keep on breathing yourself. Uh, we're making this harder than it has to be, aren't we? And uh, he reaches out a hand and he begins to... Uh, telekinetically pull the box away. I slap his uh, hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're that close, are yeah, we? Yeah, oh. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> well, then I, I think that I think that what? I move. I'm, I'm going to use the protect uh, movement, the block movement. And so I think what this is, is my suit automatically like shifts to protect the box. And so like it moves and like kind of grafts it in. It's like she's holding on to it now. So it can't just be pulled away. Yes. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a top roll, please. Okay. Okay, well, I rolled a 9 plus 2, which is 11. Never forget. Um, so I got a strong block, which means that enemies must target me instead of what I am blocking. And on until my next move, I get to take plus 3 forward when responding to those enemies. Okay. So, yeah, you, uh, your, your uh, suit 
uh, instinctively reaches out and grabs it. And the the buyer is getting really fed up with this. So it almost pains him to come even closer to you, but he does so. And even without Sonic reacting, he still has a look on his face as if he were smelling something unpleasant. It's just dealing with anyone is not his forte. And he, he comes to you, Karen, and says, I see you are no one to be trifled with, but I don't think you know who I represent. Yes, actually, I was just gonna ask you if I could speak to your manager. <laughs> uh, amazing. Incredible. I have no manager. I serve the glorious God King, the rightful ruler of this universe. You will bow before his infinite majesty, King Hydroflax!